Welcome back to Timely Careers and Stories. My name is Hashem, and today's episode is on female in STEM with our special guest, Erin Avery. So my name is Erin Avery. I'm currently a fifth year PhD student at UCLA. And in my free time, I do a lot of fitness stuff. So I'm also a competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. What are you currently studying at UCLA? I am studying materials chemistry. So I'm almost done with my PhD being a fifth year. And I plan to graduate in June with a thesis written primarily on self-assembled monolayers of carburetor tiles um, looked at using an STM. Wow, I understood all that. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just science jargon. <laughs> what are your current career paths? I currently have two career paths that I'm looking at. So one is going to be to become a professor and teach at the college level. So teaching chemistry at the college level, the undergraduates, and then um, I also, I mean, coaching is kind of more of a side gig. Um, I guess it depends on how much I grow in the next few years, but yeah, they're both career options. Have you always enjoyed chemistry? No, actually. Well, so growing up, I always knew that I wanted to be a scientist. Um, I grew up in a very rural area. Um, so my graduating class in high school was, I think, 52 people. So super tiny. We lived in the middle of nowhere. And so I spent a lot of time kind of like playing in the woods, like getting dirty in the mud and let's just like catching critters. So I always loved the science aspect of things. And then when I took my first chemistry class in high school, I had a really great teacher and he really inspired me. I thought chemistry was like really the coolest thing, especially nuclear chemistry, um, which is what I originally wanted to go into. And then um, so I ended up majoring in chemistry in undergraduate finishing my degree and then getting to grad school where I actually did not know that I wanted to teach. Um, In my undergraduate uh, institution, it was very small. We didn't even have like teaching assistants. So when I got to a big school like UCLA and we had TAs, I'm like, what do I do? Like, what are these for? (laughs) And um, so I've had to teach every single quarter since I've been here. And I actually found that I really, really love it. Um, I absolutely love helping other people and teaching them um, chemistry. And just like that light bulb moment is what I live for. So seeing them like really grasp a concept and actually helping them out is really cool. What was one of the biggest challenges you faced as a high school student? As a high school student, um, definitely growing up in such a tiny town. So when you grow up and you have a graduating class of 52 people, um, you kind of find out very quickly that everyone knows everything and you can't do anything in secret because everyone knows immediately. And so that was always a struggle getting through high school. So what's been the biggest challenge so far being in grad school? Oh man. So there's been actually quite a lot of challenges. Um, As you can imagine, going from a small town in New York and then moving all the way across the country, 3000 miles away to a really big city like Los Angeles. um, That was a huge adjustment. So when I first came out to grad school, uh, I didn't have anyone come with me. It was just like me, 
being dropped off on the sidewalk with two suitcases. And um, <laughs> I didn't know anyone, absolutely anyone when I got here. So I really had to build from the ground up coming to UCLA, um, which has been really cool, actually. Um, I've gotten to kind of build a life that I'm really proud of. Um, but that was one of the main issues. How has COVID-19 impacted your studying at UCLA? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, COVID has definitely made us make some huge adjustments. So right now, all of the classes are online. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of the teaching is done through Zoom. And um, (laughs) it can be pretty challenging just teaching to like a screen instead of an actual person. So that's been a big difficulty. Um, Another difficulty that has really come up is not being able to go into lab like the first um maybe like three or four months of the whole pandemic we weren't allowed to go into lab at all everything was completely shut down and so dealing with the stress of feeling like i'm so behind on my thesis and not making progress to to my goals was really um taxing mentally but luckily now we're allowed to go into lab and the only stipulation is that we're being tested every single week so it's not terrible and we get to go in, which I'm happy about. <laughs> but do you guys still have like the regular test to put up the swab up your nose or do you guys have like the saliva testing now? Yeah, so I got tested last week and they did the nose swab, but it wasn't the one that went like all the way up and it was like really incom- uncomfortable. It was just like a regular swab, which I was very happy about. <laughs> From your personal experiences, do you believe that there's a lack of females in the STEM field? Oh my gosh, totally. (laughs) So this is one of the biggest things that I am always talking about on my social media is just like being a supporter of women in STEM because I do think that it is really difficult to be a woman in STEM. Um, We face a lot of issues that I think men don't have to deal with such as just like number of us in general. So just an example, when I was going through undergrad, my freshman class was about 50% girls 50 percent guys but then as i got to my upper division classes things really took a 180 and when i was in my senior quantum class i looked around and i noticed i was the only girl like in that entire class and so just having like more representation i think is going to be super key and then i guess making women feel welcome in a discipline that's really dominated by men what do you think that uh, higher ups and like different universities could do to attract more females to like STEM uh, studies? That's a great question. Um, I think maybe having some clubs like um, completely female science clubs would be pretty beneficial just so that women kind of have like a safe space to like vent about their problems and a sense of community amongst one another, I think that would be pretty beneficial. What gravitated you towards chemistry over other sciences? I just, so when I got to my chemistry class, um, I mean, I had previously taken like biology and geology and all those classes I really enjoyed. I thought they were really interesting, but honestly, when I got to chemistry, something just clicked like the way that I guess the thought process of the problems and problem solving in general in chemistry is something that clicked immediately and really um, 
I really just loved. Um, I thought it was so fascinating that you could just take two liquids, mix them together and make something completely different. And I thought that was super cool. Um, and of course, being good at chemistry kind of boosts your confidence as well. So that helped. Do you think grades have a huge impact on you, uh, have had a huge impact on you? Because I know like in high school students, uh, they stress about grades a lot. And then once you get into university, stress about like your marks even more just so you could get like a better job. Do you think grades have that big of an impact that we should be like stressing over it? Um, I mean, I don't personally agree with the system of grading um, just because I don't think it facilitates the best way of learning um, in terms of importance. Um, I was always very, very focused on grades, especially in high school and undergrad, just because I knew that when I was going to the next level, so when I was applying to colleges and grad schools, that it was going to be an important factor, and that placed a lot of stress on me. Um, however, interestingly enough, when you do get to grad school and you do take classes in grad school, um, grades tend to matter a lot less um, because the classes are just so hard. <laughs> So that was kind of um, kind of a 180 from everything that I had learned growing up. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, extracurriculars are just as important as grades, or would you say that grades are a bit more important than extracurriculars? Um, in terms of the application process, I think grades are generally weighted a little bit higher. However, in my experience growing up, um, I think extracurriculars had a way bigger impact on me than grades. Um, just because the things that you can learn in extracurriculars, so like playing sports, being involved in clubs, those are skills that you don't get taught in, in school. So like learning teamwork, learning leadership, learning just basic communication skills. I think it's super valuable to get that experience. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, who had the biggest impact on you when you were younger or who has the biggest impact on you right now? Um, in terms of science? Uh, in terms of science or just like life in general? Okay, yeah. So growing up, um, it sounds cliche, but my parents were a huge, huge impact on my life. Um, they were always super supportive. Um, no matter what, did I, what I wanted to do, so if I wanted to travel and play like college volleyball, like they fully supported it. And even if I have like these crazy ideas with science, like they were always... Um, egging me on and like, go try it, go try it, go do it. And so having that support growing up definitely made me see a whole world of possibilities that I might not have thought about. Um, and then in terms of right now, I think, um, I think I'm influenced a lot by social media. So like bigger influencers, one of my favorite influencer is um, Stephanie Buttermore, um, just because She's a woman in science who got her PhD and is also really involved in fitness. And I think that's super cool. Uh, so what's the biggest challenge you have right now with your specific role and how are you overcoming it? Something I'm struggling with now is definitely time balance and prioritizing my PhD. So there's a few things. I'm super busy with social media and coaching and everything. And I'm really close to being done with my PhD. And so <laughs> I feel like it's kind of um, like a senioritis kind of thing <laughs> where I'm getting a bit lazy on my lab work and my thesis work because I can see the end. It's so close. <laughs> How do you continue to learn and stay on top of 
things. I'm learning all the time. I consider myself a forever student um, and I'm really passionate about learning new skills constantly. Um, I think it's really important. It's even easier today because we have all these amazing resources like for YouTube. Like you can learn any school, any skill on YouTube. And then of course, reading books. Um, I'm a huge advocate of learning new skills and broadening your horizons beyond the field that you're studying. So for example, one of the things that I learned during quarantine was a lot of um, financial health. So I learned about the stock market and how to trade. And those were really fun things that I expanded my horizons on. What's been the best resource that's helped you along the way? So I'm not sure if this is really a resource, but I think prioritizing my physical health um, has really been beneficial in my success in academics. So just being able to take that one hour break, go to the gym and completely shift your focus away from the mentally taxing lifestyle that you're doing all day. And so I don't think I would be as far as I am today if I did not have the gym. Uh, where do you see yourself in like t- from 10 years from now? Um, that's a great question. So in 10 years from now, um, probably be more settled down. So hopefully I'll have like a stable career teaching. Um, that's, yeah, that's pretty much my goal. Uh, what advice would you give to like a high school student that wants to get into uh, chemistry or uh, who's coming into university? Yeah, so for younger students getting involved in chemistry, what I would say is take your first chemistry class. Um, and then if you are having a hard time with it, um, make sure that you do your reading, do lots of practice problems. And then I personally watch a lot of YouTube. So Crash Course Chemistry is a really good channel for support on concepts that might be a little bit more challenging. And for those in undergrad who are taking their first chemistry class, what I would say is it's okay if you fail your first exam. Um, I personally failed my first exam. So it's not like the end of the world is gonna happen. Um, Just use it as a learning experience to figure out what you can improve on and then make yourself a better student. Yeah, I totally agree with those. Uh, is there something that I should have asked you that I haven't asked you yet? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Covered like most of the things, I think. So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at uh, Aaron Avery. So A-I-R-I-N underscore Avery, A-V-E-R-Y. And then TikTok is um, Aaron underscore Avery one for the same spelling. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in on this week's episode of Timely Careers and Stories. I'll be back next week with a new episode.